Welcome to the Not All Better Show. I'm your host, Paul Vogelzang, and this is episode number 317. Today's show is brought to you by Casper. As part of our Smithsonian Associates Art of Living series, our guest today is Dr. John White. Dr. John White, a previous guest on the show and a fan favorite, is the author of several books on health and is the chief medical officer at WebMD. Our guest today, physician John White, has become a popular Smithsonian Associate speaker in recent years, empowering audiences to be better advocates for their own health. With his trademark insights and wit, Dr. White will explain how to sort through conflicting advice, sensational headlines, and short-lived fads to make yourself stronger, healthier, and better educated about your own body. Dr. White gathers all his best advice in a one-day seminar designed to guide you through a comprehensive look at critical aspects of personal health. Smithsonian Associates participants will leave educated, engaged, and entertained, and with new tools to approach the job of staying healthy. February 9th, 2019, Smithsonian Associates program titled How to Live to Be 100 with Dr. John White. And please join me in welcoming to the show via internet phone, Dr. John White. Dr. John White, welcome to the program. Thank you, Paul. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be talking to you. You, you have such a, uh, a wonderful clarity on these subjects of, of health care and, and a great sense of humor. And, and of course, we're going to be talking today about your upcoming presentation at Smithsonian Associates, February 9th. So coming up here pretty quickly, I love the subject, How to Live to Be 100. And, and want to live to be 100 in, in a good way. In a good way. Yeah, <laughs> right. Doing all the right things to get there. So tell us a little bit about the, the presentation at Smithsonian. Associates. Well, I've been giving talks probably over the last almost 10 years at the Smithsonian, and they've all been around, as you've alluded to, these health issues and really empowering people with information, how to make the right choices, how to cut through the clutter. Uh, and we've talked about why don't we make it a, a kind of a, a day-long event, not, not too early because sleep's important, so we're going to talk about that. And really, it's about um, bringing together some of the most popular lectures that I've given over the last few years. And it, it's really about, um, you know, how do we make sure we have our, our brain fitness? How do we make sure we have our muscle fitness? How do we make sure, you know, we eat healthy? And, and what's the right information out there? Because sometimes information changes, especially in all the developments that we have in healthcare and drug development and technology. So it's a great time kind of to revisit as we think about our New Year's resolutions and, and many folks have already given up on them. So it's a good time to, to kind of reset and say, you know, what's important for me to live longer and, and how do I get to that point in a healthy way? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good to point out that it's important important to talk about these subjects with a little bit of regularity because things do change. And brain science and the fitness combination with that seems to be changing an awful lot these days. So if we look at it as of today, and and certainly I know things will change here in the near future, but why is brain and fitness, why are they considered important for a long life? You know, brain science, as you alluded to, really has changed remarkably over the last couple of years. And in many times, and it's also true for fitness, there's a lot of gimmicks out there in terms of, you know, how do we improve memory? 
you know, how do we get that six pack? And what's important for brain health and physical fitness is really the same principles. It's about an overall commitment to total health. So when we think about brain health and brain fitness, you know, we used to, you know, try our other different video games that we can try. Should we be doing Sudoku? Should we be learning another language? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes the information is mixed on that in terms of what happens in terms of our brain as we age and, and what doesn't. But what has been remarkably consistent over the years as it relates to our brain it is to eat a healthy diet. And by healthy, mm-hmm. it's particularly fresh fruits, fresh fruits and vegetables, particularly leafy green vegetables. And that's something most of us don't do. And fish. And, and the reason why is these have powerful antioxidants. And, you know, it's living in the D.C. area there. There's another term called free radicals, which sometimes means something different <laughs> in, in terms of you know, those political two. activity. And yeah. that sounds kind of good. It's free and it's a radical. Uh, but that's not good when it comes to our brain. When it comes to our brain, we don't want those free radicals because what they do is they weaken our blood arteries they you know cause clots and damage what we really want are antioxidants and that's what fresh fruits have that's what vegetables have that's what omega-3 fatty acids have in fish and those are going to keep our blood vessels open and just like for the heart we want to keep our blood vessels open so too do we want for the brain and that's why eating meat eating lots of sugar they don't have antioxidants so it's about that power of food, and food really is medicine. And it's the same on physical activity. What we've seen remarkably consistent over time, it's not about whether you should do cardio, whether you should do uh, anaerobic activities, whatever. People get confused and overloaded. It's about being physically active, you know, 30 to, you know, 50 minutes every day, uh, or at least most days of the week. And what we have seen in terms of MRI scanning and PET scanning are, you know, are not having all those degenerative changes in our brain as we get older, affecting those parts of memory, which are important as we get older. So when it comes to brain health and and physical fitness, the fitness of our body, it's still the same principles. Eat a healthy diet, primarily, you know, increasing our fresh fruits and vegetables, uh, or even frozen fruit is good too. Any type of fruit is good, except fruit juice uh, and being physically active. So I don't get too caught up in, in all the changes, but it's still keen and important to be aware of them. Hi, this is Paul. We'll be right back with Dr. John White. Today's show is brought to you by Casper. Casper is a sleep brand that makes expertly designed products to help you get your best rest one night at a time. You know, is the trick to living out a healthy and productive twilight getting a good night's sleep? According to the National Sleep Foundation, our Not Old Better Show audience, and all of us as we get older, may see our sleep patterns change as we age. Getting an extra hour or two will be beneficial to us, and we spend one-third of our life sleeping. So we should do it comfortably. 
You've probably heard of Casper, but their breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night, keeping you comfortable always. Casper mattresses combine multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep service with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. Casper offers two mattresses, the Wave and the Essential. And the Wave features a patent-pending premium support system to mirror the natural shape of your body. Perfect for our not old, better bodies. Casper is made in the United States and their affordable prices are because Casper cuts out the middleman and sells directly to you, delivered right to you at your door in a small, how do they do that sized box. And you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100 night risk-free sleep on it trial, including hassle-free returns if you're not completely satisfied and free shipping and returns in the US and Canada. Right now, the Not Old Better Show audience can get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash not old better and using not old better at checkout. There are terms and conditions that apply, but check it out. Casper.com slash not old better. Hey, along with the physical changes that occur as we get older, changes to our sleep patterns are a part of the normal aging process. So sleep better the not old better way on a Casper mattress. Thanks everybody. And now back to Dr. John White. We are with Dr. John White, a physician who's been popular with our Smithsonian Associates audience in the past. Definitely got a great program upcoming on February 9th, 2019 from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., How to Live to Be 100. Again, Dr. White, it's always so great to talk to you. You just have this wonderful way of presenting these subjects. But we hear so much about exercise. That seems to be changing regularly, too. But if we're, if we're thinking about longevity, we're thinking about a longer life, what are the benefits to a really good exercise program in regards to uh, longer life? And, you know, sometimes exercise is uh, a word that people don't like <laughs> because for them it means I got to go to the gym. Um, and, and I always uh, like when I talk to patients and I tell them to be physically active. I don't usually use the word exercise too much anymore because when I used to say exercise, they're like, I, I need to get in shape to go to the gym. <laughs> what is, what is right. this about? You know, the right. gym is it to you know, impress people. Uh -huh. But sometimes people are intimidated in, in going to the gym. They feel they need to get in shape before they go to the gym. And I, I don't know how that's going to happen. <laughs> but if there's one thing that people remember from our, our time together today, I, I want them to remember this concept that we've learned a great deal over the past few years, that sitting is the new smoking. And by that, I mean that sitting too much during the day, and that's what most of us do, being in you know the DMV area, we're all in our cars, in traffic, on the Beltway, or we're on you know, the Metro, we sit a lot. And sitting is not good for our health. It's not good for our spine. It's not good for our bones. It's not good for our weight. Um, so what I try to help people understand, it's about being physically active. So I don't get too preoccupied. Is it 30 minutes? Is it 60 minutes? Most of us aren't doing anything near that. Most of us aren't being physically active. And, you know, folks like to say, well, they, they walk during the day as part of their job, you know, unless they're actually having some concerted effort in breaking some type of sweat, that, that doesn't really 
count. You know, I like to think, uh, is, you know, I have two small children. I'm like, why aren't I more fit? Because you know, I'm always <laughs> holding them, running after them. Yeah, right. But I'm really not sweating. Mm-hmm. And, and what I talk about to folks is when we talk about exercise, when we talk about physical activity, we do have to exert ourselves a bit. And we do have to sweat a bit to tax our bodies. So it, it's really about finding what folks enjoy. If they don't like running, they shouldn't run. If they don't have access to a swimming pool, don't focus on swimming. But what they do need to think about is to choose a physical activity that is going to cause some stress to their body in a good way uh, and get their heart pumping, you know, build some muscle mass, which is important, you know, as we get older and maintaining muscle mass and doing that consistently over time. You know, it's about, we often talk about small steps. You know, I don't want people to to think, well, okay, you know, they're not exercising at all and being physically active and then they're going to do it, you know, all of a sudden five days a week. Mm-hmm. That's not realistic. It's about, okay, can you do one day a week? Can you do two days a week? And let's go from there and be consistent. So, you know, it's, it's important to, to understand the guidelines but in, in many ways, I don't want people to get too preoccupied with that. Mm-hmm. It's about incorporating physical activity into your life most days of the week. Mm-hmm. Dr. White, I always enjoy talking to you because you do just have this real-world perspective. The, the other real-world issue, I think, that's upon many of, of uh, my audience is this notion of, of isolation and uh, relationships matter in health. And, and of course, as we're thinking about a long life and longevity, what advice do you have uh, along these lines that, uh, that we can take with us today? Well, you know, what's interesting, there are a lot of data that shows that if you don't want to go into a nursing home, that you should raise a daughter. <laughs> because having a daughter is related to uh, not being admitted <laughs> to a nursing home or an assisted living. I have two sons, <laughs> so I know my fate. <laughs> but you know, in all seriousness, it is about forming those relationships. We um, recently had a uh, article on on WebMD about the importance of cuddling and, and how we see how cuddling actually can cause changes in our brain mm-hmm. and release mm-hmm. endorphins, which are those feel-good chemicals. And, and I think what gets you know frustrating nowadays is we all talk about the number of our friends on Facebook or the number of our connections on LinkedIn or other social media platforms. But you know, I like to remind folks, they're not our real friends. That's not the same relationships that we have in sitting down with someone and having coffee having that sense of touch with a loved one or someone that you're caring for, we can't lose sight of that. And we know that loneliness is associated with depression. We know that depression is associated with shorter life, increased morbidity in terms of other, you know, health conditions. So we often lose sight of that. And, 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 you know, we often talk about being alone and being lonely, you know, mean different things. There's all times when we just want some time for ourselves. And and I support that in terms of we need to kind of, you know, recharge. But other times we want to be around other people. We're innately 
social and working with others. So spending time on relationships and, and working on relationships really is important. And that can become more difficult in this day and age when we're all in front of our screens. So I always encourage patients to, to reach out literally, you know, and, and touch someone and, uh, you know, go and, and have a coffee or have a dinner and schedule that, you know, come to different lectures and, and meet people, you know, around the Smithsonian and great other institutions in the DC area. And we don't think about that. So, you know, in many ways, in the overall rubric of, you know, living longer, you know, and we talked about, you know, what are, what are new things that people need to understand? It's often these simple things that we forget about in terms of the importance of relationships, um, the importance of not sitting too long, which we never really thought about before, the importance of sleep and, and making sure that we get six to eight hours of sleep a night. That impacts how long we live. So we can always talk about you know, nutrition and exercise, and they're fundamentally important. But some of these other aspects are equally important as well, and we don't talk enough about them. And, and let's be honest, the medical community often doesn't talk about them, and we don't talk about that to patients. You, you know, something I always say to patients are, um, is someone at home with you? Do you have friends around you? Partly that's because I want to make sure they're getting checked on you know, as well, that they're, they're able to eat or, and if they can't, that someone's bringing something to them. So, and, and that takes work relationships. We shouldn't forget about that. We have to make an effort uh, to do that. We have to find time to do that when we're all kind of time constrained. Um, but it really is important as we think about living longer and wanting to live longer. We want to have those relationships as we live longer. Dr. John White, it is always so good to talk to you. I think the time of year is great. Of course, you're going to be talking about these critical aspects of personal health on February 9th, 2019. We will hear much more from you that day. But Dr. John White, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. And I want to say I always take lots of questions at these lectures because I know sometimes folks are intimidated to, to ask their, you know, uh, personal doctor a question. So I'm always happy uh, to ask questions either at the event uh, or later, you know, online or on the phone, because I believe it, as we talked about relationships and then having mm-hmm. real interactions with folks. And, and thank you again for having me, Paul. It's always good to talk to you. Always good to talk to you. And, and I will just echo that. I uh, have known Dr. White for a couple years now, and you will leave educated. Uh, you will leave, of course, uh, having been engaged and entertained. Dr. John White, thanks so much for today. Thank you. Remember, Dr. John White will be presenting at the Smithsonian Associates, a day-long series program titled How to Live to Be 100 with Dr. John White, February 9th, 2019, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Ripley Center in Washington, D.C. Thanks to Casper for supporting the show. Thanks to Dr. John White for joining me today. And thanks to the wonderful Smithsonian team for all they do to support the show, the Not Old, Better Show. Talk about better. Thanks, everybody. 